This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hi, and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Futores, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the segment. And today I have two very interesting people. I love science, so they're all about science, and I'm happy to share with their great story that they told me with you guys. So they are the founders of Canton Solutions, and I'm going to let them tell you more about that. But first, Christopher and uh, Drishti, how are you? Doing great. How about you? <laughs> doing good. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> That's that's good. That's good. Um, the vibes feel very good. I'm excited to have a valuable conversation. So to get started, I would like to get a quick introduction uh, from you guys and uh, what you do and why. So I'm Drishti. And I'm Christopher. And we're both the CEOs of Canton Solutions. We're a startup scientific consultation company and a small R&D lab. We started in 2020 as a fully remote business to advise people on scientific information and essentially help people establish their ideas into an actual product. And that's over the last two years, we've really expanded from just advising and kind of the back-end paperwork and research to real sampling, custom testing, scalable production, prototype development, and especially some of the small-scale production that a lot of our clients demand. The reason we started doing this business was during the pandemic, we noticed a lot of people were laid off and people wanted to start earning basically money from their home. So we wanted to reach out people and help them establish some business. And for the most part, our most common request that we received was just formulating cosmetics and cleaners. So that's where if someone has an idea where they want a new ingredient put into a product or you may be vegan or all natural version of something that's already on the market or even existing product that's already out on. So we've worked with products that are at places like Lowe's, Home Depot, Petco to improve their current formulations or transition over to these all natural ingredients. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I remember when you guys were saying this uh, initially when I, I met you with you guys and I was like, damn, so you guys are like this like crazy scientist, like they're creating all these formulas based on what people want. And I thought that was like really cool. So I was like, yeah, I definitely want to learn more and, and have you guys in my podcast for it. So um, uh, I want to know like what type of, uh, I know you said like you have different type of clients, but is there, the why is because there was people trying to make money at home. So is there any uh, tips or advice that you have for people that would like to either start doing this or they already have something started, but want to take it to the next next level? You have uh, something for them? If people want to start their businesses at home, I mean, one of the major things is you can produce most of these products simply at home. There aren't any actual requirements. You can obtain these products directly from a lot of websites and, you know, the equipments are readily available. The ingredients are available. The information is available. People can do actually a lot. A lot of people are actually making these products at their home. 
The reasons to even hire us majorly is to ensure that you are in the safety guidelines and you ensure that its shelf life is stable, that it's going to last. Otherwise, that can cause a lot of problems. Interesting. You have something to say, Christopher? Yeah, I mean, that's where we really do a lot of the analytical kind of testing and backend development of people, like I said, you know, maybe they want some new oil, but they don't really know, you know, how much do I use this? It says it's safe to just put directly on my skin. Well, if I want it in a lotion, do I just make lavender oil lotion? Like that's not really cost effective for one thing. Lavender oil is extremely expensive. <laughs> so that's where we work with them to really figure out getting all the benefits they want to see out of it at really the price point that's market, you know, safe and effective. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like that got me thinking. It's like, what could I do, be doing? Should I do like a skincare product? Should I do, you know? Because uh, it sounds like you 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 help people to be able to create their own stuff. Because I mean, everything is out there, right? Like you said, information, resources, everything is out there. It's just a strategy, the recipe, the 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 safety of things, mm-hmm. and not wasting time. So that's really cool. <laughs> Even sustainability, I mean, there's a lot of disposal and waste management of the ingredients that's involved. And, you know, a lot of processes produce eliminative byproducts that you don't need necessarily. So separating that out and removing it, disposing it properly without affecting the environment even, that's also a huge part of our business to ensure to people. That's very cool. So my next question is, uh, what are some challenges that either you have experienced or, or or some of your clients have experienced that taught you something that you would like to share with the audience? So, I mean, the first thing that we really learned to deal with was dealing with clients around the world mm-hmm. in between setting up meetings in every time zone and shipping things to basically every continent available. Um, we've had to deal with it all, receiving packages from Australia, shipping things to the Middle East, (laughs) like you name it, we had to do it in the first few months of starting up because like we said, people wanted very specific ingredients that we had to source from weird, you know, very specific sources sometimes. I mean, some material specifically only comes from China. Some material for us specifically comes from Australia just because they're the only ones procuring it. And this creates quite the honestly demand in market for just supply and different prices and negotiating between clients and different suppliers and even sending products are lim- there are limitations imposed on different global networks like we were unable to sample certain products for our client in Saudi Arabia simply because they're not allowed to use ethanol and this person wants to prepare something well obviously for sanitation, because it was during the pandemic. And he's trying to look for something without ethanol because they can't have that in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's uh, hard to imagine, right? Like, it's like um, <laughs> the thing that people use the most is like, okay, so then you guys have to come up with, with ways and did you guys be were able to solve that problem? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fast for us. We were able to, I mean, just swap it out for, isopropyl alcohol or other things that just can't be drank but it has to do with the ethanol ban for all drinkable alcohol in Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia that's the reason they're controlling it because apparently people can just consume it from well a sanitizer or lotion or soap or 
whatever they're trying to put <laughs> ethanol in. <laughs> or like the common issue with like mouthwashes and things like that. You would never find one of those in Saudi Arabia. This is not something commonly taught in America as an issue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I heard about people like addicts and stuff, like not having to like the those like ethanol things that like uh, having a, a, like just mouthwash and stuff because they, they can drink it and get drunk. Of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I heard about that part. Uh, and now, you know, it makes sense because, you know, they don't drink over there. So they're like, oh, you you can't like you're not going to be able to do it even if it's just mouthwash. Like that's so extremist. But, you know, it's uh, that's part of that's how the world is. Right. We can only control what we can in here. So uh, that that's great. So. So then I, I'm curious about what is the like, what is the main thing that like what's the biggest bottleneck because i'm very very interested about this like I, i think this is something very interesting and something that a lot of people are like yeah hey, i always want to have my own products but i just didn't know how to do it so what are the the biggest bottlenecks on, on this process to start to finish to get your own brand or cleaning or you know whatever supplies uh, the person wants um i mean the real rate limiting factor that we've seen is honestly shipping right now after shipping. covid Everything has been slow. Um, we've seen placing orders. There was one time they said, oh, it should be there in about a month. And then two days after they said it should be there, they said it shipped. And I was like, okay, okay. So I that'll mean, be fun. We've also seen issues in just simply demand of ingredients. Uh, a lot of ingredients over the last two years have fluctuated in price very drastically where they've just risen. and even they stay out of stock for a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people, you know, guarantee us that our materials should be here within five days. And then it's not showing up for a month. And then we have made, you know, client promises that we will have your work delivered. And this becomes like, I now have to convince my client, like, hey, man, the, the vendor hasn't still shipped the material. Like, <laughs> even... um. A lot of our local stores in California we used to obtain material from, they have shut down in the last several years. And that's been a little difficult thing for us to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I can tell, like, I, I should have probably, like, assumed that, that it was, like, the, the moving things. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of, like, trying trying to get the picture. The, right? the get, process. Yeah. So... Let's say, for example, you know, you have a cell phone and you feel your phone battery dies really fast and you want to be like, I wish there was just a battery out there that could make, you know, last forever or something like that. Batteries are not a chemical reaction inside. So you come to us. We basically start with preparing an initial feasibility report for you in which we basically outline to you, you know, what a battery is, how it works what's done so far, what was primitively done, what is the modern version? What exactly is the holdback on the modern version? Why aren't they making it work? Then we, from that data, produce solutions and hypothesis. Okay, we have seen information and research done that, let's say you use lead, and if you swapped it with, let's say, zinc, maybe it works better. These are just completely out of the examples. But we lay out those trials <laughs> and then we work forward with the client to, do you want to pursue this? It's going to cost this much. Are you ready to take this? And the results are not guaranteed every time. 
you may or may not get anything. Are you ready to do this? If you're super interested, let's move forward. People who are, they do. And we run these trials. We get results, usually after the first, second batch, usually second batch. And that's kind of it. After that, we work forward to build that towards a business. You know, you have the patenting process, you have marketing, you have advertising, branding. You start packaging it, you have labeling, shipping, establishing it. Then people start navigating into that direction. We generally stay only towards the science end where we're involved in making sure the product we created that we thought of works and it's fine. It's safe for everybody, for the environment, for you and everybody involved. Just nothing lethal. <laughs> And 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 by, by what I had in that conversation prior, yes, you guys focus on, on that part, but you guys have preferred partners and people that can help with the manufacturing and, and, and help with all those things like the labeling, shipping and all that, right? So mm -hmm. that doesn't become, okay, I got you this, but then that I'm guessing that was a bottleneck before. And then you you were like, okay, let's just remove that bottleneck by just have, adding pieces into this. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's where we've added kind of various people we work with, I wouldn't necessarily say partners because we don't work on commission basis. We're not mm -hmm. trying to, you know, take money or get, you know, too uh, greedy. Yeah, greedy from people. <laughs> we really try to be honest and open with all of our reports and all of our cost analysis. So we've worked kind of these uh, partnerships out where we can do anything from patenting and large scale production to clinical trials and dermatologist trials, really anything. In vitro, just clinical studies, along with, you know, sample size of different varieties of people for skin types. There's, there's a lot we can do. But yeah, partnership is just still that we just get quotations, help people, and then they do that work. It's pretty just standard, stricken to the service you get. There's a lot of things in the industry, obviously, as a whole fact that people get really shunned off over how much they ask to pay to people. We do try to push very affordability towards people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you start something new, you're testing things out, right? You're in the creation. You want to keep it as lean as possible because you don't even know if it's going to work. So yeah, uh, I understand. So so now I want to just kind of wrap this up by what do you think are the biggest takeaways of either of this conversation or takeaways about what you do that you might not have the chance to, ch to share that you want to share now? I think the major takeaway from this conversation in general would be that, you know, we used to be just people that were in college, just working hard, struggling in academia, doing the same thing everybody does. And we wanted to just apply our knowledge, what we were actually learning at school that we were paying for so hard and wanted to turn that into something. And we accomplished that in the last two years. And we wanted to really push that for everybody else around us, no matter who you are, no matter how much you earn or what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're a scientist, literature student, or PhD, or a person with a GED. It really doesn't matter. There's absolutely nothing stopping anybody to do anything in life. It's just us. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Christopher, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing kind of to add to that and that we really didn't get to mention was really our takeaway is that a lot of people kind of talk negatively on the schooling process, 
But we really learned that the most effective thing you can do is just apply that to real life. Lay out clear, clean-cut milestones and goals for yourself and just work on achieving those on a regular basis. And you have basically no choice but to succeed. Mm-hmm. Thank, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I completely agree with everything that you said. Uh, I, I love science uh, and math. That's why I studying engineering. But then I did the, the shift to be in entrepreneurship because I was just I, at school. Like I was just tired of it. I was just so many credits and stuff. And I was like, it was like torture. I was like, I had good grades, but it's because it's not like I'm not, a, a you know, I can be dedicated to whatever I want. But if I didn't like it, it was, you know, it was extra hard to do. And it was, I was suffering, to be honest. I just didn't want to do it. And I study way more now. Just I invest in coaching programs. I consume all types of educational content. I make notes. I, I'll do. I practice it by actually applying things. Because like doing this podcast, for example, has allowed me to to communicate better, to have more repetition on on, on just I have to do as best as I can on the spot. Right, right. We're recording and we're doing this. So. This is um, I, I'm a firm believer on on, on what you, what you said. It's just we are uh, what well, we get on. We get on our own way. Like we are our biggest bottleneck. So just and like Christopher said, just establish uh, just achievable goals and then keep reassessing and keep doing that and, and keep pushing. So thank you for for taking the time to being here. And I know there's gonna be people that are gonna be you know wow like. I want to start my, I've been wanting to start my own skin uh, product or cleaning product. And I always notice it's super hard to find this without this or whatever, right? Like I know that's going to be some people. So how, um, how can people find you? What are keywords or, or the easiest links that people can use to find you? So the easiest way to start with is our website, mm-hmm. cantonsolutions.com. And that's K-A-N-T-E-N solutions. Easy. <laughs> Uh, you can also reach out on our Instagram accounts. It's again Candid Solutions, and we also have a personal uh, Instagram account, Point of View Two Four. Point of View Two Four. Yeah, I'm gonna get those links from you guys and and put them in uh, in the description. But there's some people that might be cleaning, might be doing doing something. So uh, thanks for for spelling that out for them. Uh, pretty easy. Uh, so hopefully uh, people can don't have problem finding you. Right. <laughs> Uh, I I just want to say that that thank you for taking the time. It was it was interesting to me to to learn about all this. I usually have people that are just very common digital marketing and 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 business growth and you know business strategy and all that. But I don't I I haven't had people like doing a business in science and and being still scientists, which you wouldn't think that they're entrepreneurs, right? But then you guys managed to do that. So that was a pretty cool story. And uh, hopefully somebody can relate to you and maybe get inspired by you and and uh, do better now because of, of this. So mm-hmm. thanks. Thanks for taking the time. I really uh, uh, appreciated this and hopefully some other people will too. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us here. Yeah, it was great talking with you today. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So Christopher, Drishti, and this is Fu signing off. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.